and welcome uh, to a, just an extremely special episode of the Rangers Rundown. There was a no-hitter! Yay! No, I have, that doesn't happen every day, you know? No! If you're a Padres, it doesn't happen for 50 years. <laughs> I'm Max, that's Mike, also Hayden. Hello. We're here. We survived the Padres, like, the did three we? of us at least survived. Did we? Here. I'm present. Speak for yourself. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's there's some silver linings, but oh yeah, <laughs> Do you overall, to skip to those? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So this is, I guess, this could be like the silver linings episode because if you're just looking for like, uh, I don't know, your your standard post game show of like, <laughs> and this was the other thing that went wrong, <laughs> and this was the other thing that you know you got to stop throwing those pitches to Manny Machado and you know you got to swing at those pitches if you want to get a hit over nine you know <laughs> uh that's not what we're gonna do so uh there were some silver linings but man i don't like the padres i love the padres i love the padres this team is extremely fun but i i i understand that it's okay that texas can play the the karmic whipping boy here a little bit that the grand slams thing we kind of invited that with how that bush league some of the response was to it but like do we have to do this twice in a row we gave them Slam Diego. We gave you four Grand Slams in consecutive games. Like, you needed to come back and get the no-header off us, too? Okay. Yeah. Uh, at, right. least, at least we didn't have to see you, Darvish, pitch. Yeah. I, on the one hand, I was excited. Um, I had I miscount, I missed that he was actually uh, scheduled for the, the Wednesday. I was hoping that we would see him this weekend. But I'm not... I'm not that upset to not get uh, just curb stomped by Darvish here. Yeah, I don't. I, I absolutely, of course, wish the best. I'm going to watch all of the starts, but I don't know that I really needed to have uh, that reminder on top of just getting ragged or shellacked by the Padres for three games. And on top of, uh, man, I saw some real just 80 grade Profar smiles today too. Yeah, <laughs> just he like, he's really having a good time out there. He's just looking great and just having fun, him. wearing the cool uniforms, you know, in the I, middle of the field. I do love field. the brown. It's just... Oh, That's so good. They are <sighs> so much better than us. <laughs> 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 and and the, just the fact that Profar is just out there being a good major leaguer and having some it, fun, just with the, his instincts, you know, everything that we heard about in the, the early 2000s about how this is our guy and he's got that smile and he just he, he's gonna be the face of your franchise and like he's doing it somewhere else not doing it big you know but he's he's having himself a nice little run there so he's betting 300 gosh yeah yeah, yeah. good for him yeah i mean i love jerickson so absolute no no regrets no holds barred best of luck to him and and uh, and the padres it just it definitely does a, a sting in some ways to watch you know like your guy having so much fun and also being part of a team just 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 taking you out of the woodshed and uh i mean it wasn't even that bad it's not like we went out there and lost by like 30 runs in any of these games it just it even with the pitching performance that Fulty put up today it didn't I mean, I, I was not following these games being like, yeah, Texas is in this, baby. Like, we are ready to go. When you get no hit to start the, the series, it's like, yeah, this is going to be bad. Um, mm-hmm. Scoring four runs across a three-game set, apparently is not a great way to win baseball games, just on a mathematical 
averaging kind of a perspective. But uh, doing it all in one game is a, it definitely especially bad way to try and win multiple baseball games. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, were. You know, it's just really hard for this lineup to string that stuff together. And we were talking about that a moment ago is, you know, with Dahl and Holt out, which are, you know, <laughs> that's the, the state of the, the team right now. Where that yeah, the big guys but, are gone. Brock Holt and goodness, David Dahl. You know. D- don't forget Bush. He's gone too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like, we're, we're dealing right now with, with, uh, with a lineup where, you know, half of it is should would bat be like the number nine hitter on a lot of good teams you know trevino uh they'd be uh, in the minors for a lot of teams well, that's true but if you got if they're playing in the major leagues like you know our our number six hitter and then obviously seven six through nine three, yeah you know are just and then honestly like one or two of the top half of the lineup as well i mean like i don't know what eli white's doing batting second i know batting order is kind of like you know not in vogue anymore but I come on now. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> even if the, the traditional thing of, thing of like sad. fast guy, slappy guy, power, power, power that you know, like we saw throughout the you know nineties, two thousands of uh, that's mm-hmm. how batting orders work. Even with the, the the new science, it's just like it should be good guy, maybe your best guy, good guy, good guy. If you're a good team, you have a fifth good guy, and then yeah, you're getting into the defensive positions. Uh, and right. for Texas, it's Isaiah kind of for Lefa, who you know Mike and I talked about on Tuesday. Obviously, we love the guy. Like I think he's a good player. I think he's going to be a good part of the team. But he's a bit of an unusual leadoff hitter. He's he's not really I think a lot of modern teams take. And like this is the guy we want leading off every the most played appearances on our team. We want to hand to Isaiah kind of for Lefa. I mean, that, it's not like it's a terrible thing, but it's it's. No one's uh, fantasy drafting their way into. If I start a team, first pick is going to be Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Uh, but like, maybe your best hitter should be in the two slot, and that being Eli White. <sighs> yeah, I mean Joey is obviously. I mean, he's not making a ton of contact so far this season, but he's taking tons of walks, and he's clearly Texas's best offensive player. So there's. If we happen to start actually being worried about Joey Gallo, there's really no point in watching Rangers games. Um, so I'm just not going to be worried about Joey Gallo because I don't care. His his you know it's, the samples are minuscule, but like his walk rate's extremely good. The contact has been fine. Like he's hitting the ball really hard. He's hitting the ball on the ground a lot, according to Statcast. Like a lot of balls in the dirt, which is a little strange. But I mean, his launch angle has been typically somewhere. For the last uh, four years, 2017 to 2020, it was between 21.9 and 26.8. So it was a 23, a 22, a 22, it's a 26. This year it's 10. That's anomalous. Like he's not, he didn't just forget how to hit the ball. Like his exit velocity is extremely good. He's taken tons of walks. Like he's fine. He'll hit tears. The ball just needs to go. Up, yeah, we just down. we just ran into a buzzsaw this weekend. I mean, there's just. Yeah. Everybody's stats are going to look awful this early in the season after after playing a team like that. The the, the yeah. Padres are just they're otherworldly compared to us at the moment. Yeah, and and it looks like maybe getting uh, bonked by Stephen Matz as hard as we did uh, last week is not quite as embarrassing as we thought. Because I, I think he went out there and struck it like a billion dudes in his last start. And just uh, I'm trying to pull this up real fast. This was a, a cool. Yeah. The uh, Angels, uh, the Blue Jays beat the Angels fifteen to one on Saturday behind Matt's doing six innings of one run ball. I mean they weren't amazing, but like 
perhaps not uh, the worst thing in the universe that Texas has looked kind of bad to some you know, maybe okay pitchers. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the Padres are a good team. Getting no hit and then getting shut out in the same weekend is definitely an indictment of the offense. The Rangers' offense is going to struggle to put together runs. But it's also just a bad But outside outside the series, they were fine. I mean, we, I mean, the opening sets, we scored 10 runs on opening day. We, we lost by four, <laughs> I understand. But we scored 10 runs on opening day. Yeah, I mean, we were scoring somewhere between five and six runs a game until we... Uh, until we hit San Diego, yeah. So I think I think the offense is going to be okay. I mean, it's it's not they're not world beaters, but they're not as bad as this series indicated. No, I don't, I don't think they're this no, bad. Yeah. There's definitely a, a, a. I mentioned it a little before we we hit record that the the way that the the lineup is working and hated you basically said it earlier too is it's not very deep and it really is asking a lot of a bunch of players who aren't really going to be world beater guys. And so if you have a couple of dudes who aren't particularly great hitters in your lineup, but you're sitting on you know, a Ronald Acuna Jr. and, and a, you know, a bunch of other really great pieces, it's a lot easier to get away with it. You know, like The Cubs didn't have a, the, the greatest one through nine ever, but when you have like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Javi Baez, like those are a bunch of just solid guys who all, all things is one of them being hot on a day and then one of your six through nine guys getting on base in front of him. That's three runs you just scored. Like, sure. Right. That's how you right. win games. But Texas is asking a lot out of a very thin pitching staff and a very thin hitting uh, lineup and asking them to be on the same page on the same days. That's why yeah, this team's going to lose 95 games. <laughs> and you've got you've got three position players on the IL and three pitchers on the IL. And, and that yeah. adds up to... It just it stretches you just that much thinner, mm-hmm. where you have to dig into the minors, bring up people who aren't ready, and it's, and it's going to show. So it's a little bit of bad luck. It's a little bit of being a bad team, but mm-hmm. I think they're better than definitely better than this weekend indicated. Yeah, I think yeah, that I so. that minor league depth being up on the big league team is going to be a problem because if the Rangers were a good team and they were fielding Leody Tavares where it's like we just want a great hitting center fielder who's going to learn from some good players and we don't really care if he hurts us in the nine hole he's, he's, he's here to play defense and to you know learn and we're going to develop him that's one thing another one where it's like well, we forgot to sign center fielders and so if our <laughs> our you know you know, build around prospect is struggling. We're just kind of screwed because our team is so bad that we can't afford to not have a really good center fielder. Because um, right. it's been uh, it has been rough watching Leoti. I, I yeah. love Tavares. I, I think he's a good player. Like I'm, I'm really pulling for him. But like it's just been hard to watch it. And you know, he knows that, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like he's aware that people are watching him be bad, and that. That can eat away at the the younger guys. Like, it, 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 I mean, it'd kill anybody. Like, that, that's de- that's difficult stuff. If you're Miguel Cabrera, maybe right. not if you're Miguel Cabrera, but most everybody else who plays baseball has been embarrassed by being bad in public before. Um, it's just rough when it's happened to a kid. And if you get back, if you bit. get back, Dahl, and you get back Willie Calhoun healthy, you know, I think that that's when it's time to to send uh, Leody down to the minors. I think he needs. At bats, yeah. you know, give him some reps where he can he can uh, work on things and uh, start to produce again. Give him some coaching. Let him get get some one on ones where he's not just doing the like warm up stuff that he used to be out there on the field as a major league player. Like, these guys are getting a ton of coaching at the major league level because they're they're busy. Like, their full time job is playing the game. They don't also have ten hours a day to be doing all this other stuff. 
and right. it, it might be a little bit better for him to to be working where he's a little bit more comfortable getting coached and he's not you know got the lights on him. I, mean, I obviously can't speak the guy's mentality. Maybe that's maybe we're wrong and he'll figure it out up here. But um, it has it has not been extremely fun to watch. But like, what else are they going to do? I mean, they could put Eli White in center field. But that's not really a whole ton more interesting. On I mean, if that's your choice, if it's start Eli White and option Leody or just start Leody, I would start Leody too. Sure, like get him the regular plate appearance, especially with the minors not fully up yet. We're just doing the alt side stuff. But like your choices as a major league baseball team in 21-21 probably shouldn't be. Well, the only two dudes we have are Eli White and Leody Tavares. We have no yeah. other options. What are we gonna do? You know, our yeah, hands are tied. We we just there weren't any center fielders. They're all gone. Well, let's see here. So I'm, I'm I've got Leody's stat page up here. Uh, fun fact: How many home runs did he hit last year in 21 games? Just for fun. Answer five. He hit four home runs last year. I remember Five. it translating to 20 in a regular season. In, in uh, 33 games, sorry. Yeah, so anyways, but uh, yeah, so yeah. This, this year so far, uh, his K rate is 52%, which is obviously oh. so high, so oh. high that it, it's unsustainable. But at the same time, it's also like so high that there's something wrong. <laughs> You're right. That's, that's, uh, I guess you can. It's in his head now. Ways. But but if you I think that when you watch the games and you see his plate appearances, it's kind of easy to say which one it is. Whether it's just in a, like it's so big that it can't sustain itself, or it's so big that he's completely out of his depth. Based off of the plate appearances, it looks like it's a ladder. Like he's just not getting good swings up there. He's yeah, he, it, you know his his WRC plus right now is minus thirty six. Um, his expected WOBA, though, is uh, 208, which is over 100 points more than his current WOBA, so that's a little bit of bad luck, Yeah, um, uh, ex-WOBA says he's uh, been very unlucky, but that he's also been extremely bad, so... Yeah. It's not Yeah, I think that the most important thing when it comes to Leody is that if Leody doesn't pan out, if he... Then, and I'm not even close to saying that that's you know the, the reality that we're looking at. Oh no! Based off of seven games for this year, but yeah. but big picture time. You know, this is a 22 year old kid who, if he doesn't pan out, then we're we really have to find out find another center fielding prospect. Like it, he's been the guy. We, he's been penciled in since he was like 17 as. Like just just give him time, wait for Leody to come, and we've been waiting, you know. And it's kind of frustrating because we've been waiting for so long. We've known his name for so long, and like he's he's kind of ready for the big leagues, um, you know. But kind of the the proof is is out there, and the book has been written right now that he's he's not. So, you know, I guess yeah, I, I think that probably he gets to the end of the month at most, and then once. Once the minor leagues get back up, he's he goes down, or maybe it's just when when Willie Calhoun and David Dahl can can get back into the lineup. And I mean, neither of them are really center fielders, but I guess if it's to protect your future center fielder, you know, his psyche and his development, then yeah, just throw David Dahl out there and figure it out. Like just you know, live live to see Leody flourish some some other time down the road. Yeah, his his WAR last year was one point three, which is. Nothing to get excited about, but it, it goes to show that he doesn't have to hit really well to have a positive impact on the team yeah. with his no, speed yeah, and with his arm. So yeah, he, he was, batting average yeah, he was serviceable last year. Yeah. 
So, you know, I, I think he can get back to that. I just think that he's just in a funk right now. And I think it's probably in his head. He's a young kid. So he's 22 years old. Yeah, it's just, it, it's kind of part of the property. Um, it's just, it just sucks to watch. And, and I, I wish we didn't have to. I mean, I wish he was just, you know, smoothing. It was all like easy sailing. And we were uh, just having some fun watching him out there playing great center field defense and slapping his way to being an effective part of the offense that you can still dream on. You know, I hope they just figure it out. I hope they can do whatever whatever they got to do to to get us out of that little that little busty funk. Um, even if it doesn't have to do directly with Leody, it will be very nice to see Calhoun and Dahl, you know, back out there. Hopefully, very the Dahl nice. thing is not a big deal. Um, looks like it's a calf tightness injury, which of the soft tissue stuff, calves. Much rather see that over almost anything else. Um, so hopefully, it's just a little injury maintenance for a guy who's got a, a history of being hurt. You know, if you've got a guy who's got some other leg and lower body uh, history, you don't want them running on a bad calf because you know they're going to put a foot down wrong in the bag and blow out an Achilles tendon or like some stupid crap like that. So, you know, hopefully that gets worked out. So we want to talk about some positives. There are I'd, some. I'd love to hear them. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, guys, I, I, I was promised silver linings. Yeah, we're, <laughs> I don't. This is all clouds. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, one kid that I'm excited about is Jonah Heim. He came over uh, in the Elvis Andrews trade with the uh, the A's, and so we didn't really expect to get anything in return for Elvis because it was a salary dump. But we may actually have something with this guy. I mean, I know you guys kind of poo poo on the. Uh, the stat of, of throwing out base runners, but he does do that very well. He had a play where he threw behind a batter to almost pick a guy off first uh, yesterday. It looked really, really good. And his short time at the at the plate, his ops is 1.061 for an ops plus of 188. I think that's pretty good. He's uh, making the most of his limited opportunities. He's only played in three games so far, but um, um, I've, I've kind of been of the mind that you know, when it comes time for Huff to be the starting catcher, I, I see Heim as a more likely backup than I do uh, Trevino. Yep, so I'm far here for everything's it. been been good for Heim. You know, it all back to the spring and everything. It's I'm very clutch. You know, acquisition. In my opinion. Yeah, definitely. So there's one silver lining. <laughs> what have you got, Hayden? One. Give me some more tall catchers, you know. Yeah, six four, two twenty. Love it. Yeah. I mean, if 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 we're if we're doing show and tell with the silver linings, I mean, Fulty coming out <laughs> here on Sunday and uh, pitching extremely well with the velocity was there. His his breaking pitches were still about five miles an hour slower than what he's has personally said that he would like to see, um, but it does not. It, they're effective. So I mean, you know. I'm going to defer to the professional, but at the same time, so far, it's it's still working out for him. Um, but the fastball, Velo is there. He pitched seven really, really strong innings today. He was perfect through three. Um, I mean, and, and, and that's somebody that, you know, like we talked about a week ago is, you know, when when the, Ra- the Rangers are no strangers to reclamation projects, whether that's bin sheets and, uh, uh, and that kind of, ilk or if it's you know matt moore and drew smiley and and kind of whatever we've been doing this for a long long time and 
you know it's it's lotto tickets and you you're rolling the dice and but the kind of the really interesting thing about Fulty is that he will be around for a while. Like if if we hit on this, it's not just to flip him at the trade deadline, like we right. did with uh, with uh, what was that other guy's name? Um, that was terrible that year uh, from the Braves. I forget. It did not leave a very positive impression. Um, but it, you know, a lot of the times, it's just like, well, we got a spot. We need pitching. We always need always need pitching. We're a team that's willing to give five million dollars to x player and a spot in the rotation and no other teams giving them that opportunity so cool and if they're good then that's good and if they're bad then well we already knew that so but the fact that that he could stick around for a while his velocity is back which was one of the i if i'm not mistaken the reason that atlanta yeah. dfa'd him that was the so, big, yeah like the you know, there's, and he showed up underweight i, I think that you know, he was just wasn't in shape at all yeah, they said he wasn't able to like work out very much um, coming into last season. He like lost muscle mass, and he wasn't throwing as hard as he wanted to be thrown. And maybe he had been yeah, sick so a little bit as well. If the velocity is is the is the, you know the bellwether of of what kind of pitcher he's going to be, if he's going to be an all star pitcher, then well, velocity's there, and like yeah. the results were there today. So let's let's you know. Yeah, you look at him, and you look at you look at Dane Dunning, and you say, okay. We've got two fifths of a, of a starting rotation that could compete for a championship. I mean, that's that that is a positive. Yeah. No, those other three three slots. <laughs> those are really important too. Of course. Yeah. But but to have two at this point, I think is pretty good. Dane Dunning. Um, we talked a little bit about him on Tuesday because he was pitching while we were uh, podcasting. He had a great performance on Tuesday. Do you have the stats in that? Uh, Either one of you guys. Uh, I can get it here quickly. He just like he looked like six, a major league pitcher. He had he had a uh, six strikeouts in five innings, which I was a little surprised he got pulled after five. But you know, with him being young, I can understand why Woody did it. Mm-hmm. But uh, he had no the composure. Walks. No walks. I mean, he he he, he was in control the whole time. Yeah, looked great. Good. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, they pulled him after 70 pitches in five innings, which definitely feels like a, that that's when you want to be, you know, yoinking a guy, and there is his first start of the season, right? Right. Um, so, you, you know, you don't want to run him too hard early up. But I really felt that, like, he, he probably could have gone further in that game, and I'd much rather be like, hey, we're, we're playing it kind of cautious. Young guy, new to the team, first start of the season, we'll pull him at 70 pitches in five and, you know, kind of see how it goes. Um, and... Uh, and he, you know, comes out with, with the win, um, and it's just the, the pitcher win. But he, he pitched a good game in Texas one, and that's that's you know the, the important part there. So nice, like I mean, Dane Dunning is a guy who, in theory, is just going to be a pitcher. He's just going to go out there and he's going to pitch fine, and I'll take that. Like I'm, I'm 100 yeah. here for just sort of a yeah, absolutely. We just need pitcher. We just need three more. <laughs> so, you know what? And let me let me just. I would. It would be irresponsible of us as as podcasters. Just we would never we, be irresponsible. We, <laughs> we uh, you know, the Kyle Gibson experience is is not a ride that I really wanted to sign up for, but I was latched in and buckled in anyways. You know what, man? He at least had a good rebound start. He did six innings in his second start. And you know it's it's kind of the opposite situation of of the Fulty and the Dunning thing where okay, the Fulty and the Dunning. I think I've been to that pub. It's in South London. The Fulty and the Dunning. I was thinking that was like it sounds like a rock band. Like 
Yeah. You know, we are Fulte and the Dunning. We're here to melt your faces off. <laughs> it's, a, it's very much a college town cover band. We yes. are Fulte and the Dunning. And then they just launch into some weird stuff. And you're like, yeah, wait, no. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean not, six not, strikeouts, not, not uh, sorry, six feature, clean innings from, uh, from uh, Mr. Gibson with eight strikeouts in one walk, and he brought his ERA down all the way to seven. <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> from 135. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, these, these early, I love early season, like, ERAs and, and, you know, batting average and stuff, but, like, batting average, whatever, because, you know, you'll see kids get called up all the time, you know, and they're, they're sitting with, uh, you know, like a, a an 800 batting average or, or a 15. Like, it, sure, it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, you don't see a lot of pitchers who get called up in, in July and then get, like, blown up so bad that they have 135 ERAs and are still on the team the next day. Like, you might have a guy come up for a spar right. and you said that again. So when you open a box score, like, I'll have, you know, MLB TV pulled up on my, my Xbox and uh, you see just like multiple dudes with 15 plus ERAs who are listed as like the starting pitcher. It's like, oh man, it's spring again. I love it. This is what I am here for. I love seeing a bunch of dudes with 45 ERAs out there. It's like, yeah, well, of course we give that guy the ball. He's our second best pitcher. It's like, he has a 47 ERA. Like, what are you doing? It's, uh, it's such a time. I, I am so here for it every year. Oh man. And then it, uh, and then it just goes away. And you get uh, Joe Musgrove with a two and oh zero zero ERA. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need to go over that. Yeah, anyway, moving I mean, on. History is history, so let's that let's just let that be that. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did happen to, to the catch a game where a, uh, Emmanuel Classe had the save in a uh, a Derek Holland loss, and I was like, "Wow, this really? is kind of weird." That's a in, that's in the AL Central, right? Oh yeah, Derek Holland is a tiger. A thing I learned last week yep. by watching yeah. a Tigers game. It's like that guy looks like Derek Holland. Oh, well, <laughs> it's good that Derek Holland still looks like Derek Holland. I guess. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> great, uh, uh, great thing all around. Yeah, you know, Mazzara is also a tiger. I, I think I had not noticed before the season started that the White Sox had had enough of that after a year. But, uh, yeah, poof. I have a lot of former Rangers out there doing some stuff. Um, you know, I, I'm amazed we've gotten 26 minutes in this podcast and haven't talked about uh, today's big old former Rangers news, which is much more interesting than actual Rangers news. And that's, Would that be uh, Mr. Odor? Yeah, Ruben Odor played for the Yankees today. And he drove in the game-winning run. Ugh. Yep. Of course he Man, did. that beard was doing a lot for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's he does so look quite weird. different without the beard. Yeah, I mean, they ended up uh, piling on a little bit uh, after him as well. But, uh, yep, we got a door. One for five in his New York Yankees debut. He looks roughly 15 years younger, um, which is a, a dangerous position to be in if you were going to door because as long as he's been up in the majors, he's still really young. And he doesn't really have 15 years to just uh, hand away. <laughs> but right. uh, he's managed to do it. And uh, you know, good luck to him. It, good luck to him. It's... It's going to be something. We were talking about silver yeah. linings, though, and I didn't... It's, it's, uh, just, it's just weird. It's so weird. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to unsee that picture of him with the shaved face, and it's like the bottom half of his face is, like, shiny. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's a jarring. It is. I didn't recognize him at first. 
there's so many guys who I, I feel have that effect. They go to New York and you know, they have to do the, the grooming standards. But like I was looking at, um, uh, oh man, uh, Garrett Cole. And like I've been so used to Garrett Cole and the, the long hair and everything he going. He just looks, it just looks kind of weird the first time I've seen him. Uh, I, watched, I watched the Corey Kluber start the other day and it was the same thing of like, what is going on out here? Like, I, I don't, I don't think I get it. I don't, who are you people? What are you doing to these folks? Um, just extremely weird stuff. Yeah. It's Especially it's still weird to me that, that New York can dictate that there's no facial hair for their players. That, that just is still mind boggling to me. Well, it's not no facial yeah. hair because they can do the stash. Know? Yeah, they can do the mustache, but yeah, they should Does all do mustaches. What's that? I mean, does anybody know how that got started? Because I, I want to say that was a fairly around. common um, thing for ball players, like way back in the day, like pre World okay. War II into World War II time. That like there was a you know a, a lot of places had grooming standards that you know we would look at today and be like you can't you know do that to people. Like folks would be able to be a little more individualistic, but they were more standard then. And that New York kept them as like a bit of a thumb to other teams who were seen. You know, and this is like the you know the eighties, right? So. People being adventurous then was wearing socks or, or something. There's my dog. Uh, it was actually it was in the 70s. The A's are the ones who, I think, first just encouraged their players to grow the hair out and, and grow the facial hair and all of that. That would make sense. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But the, the Yankees are the only team that can still dictate it. Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Any other team... They tell that to the player. They're like, "Okay, trade me." <laughs> yeah. No, I'm yeah, good. <laughs> I want to. I want to see the start seeing the teams where they they require the facial hair. It's like we will not play you if you shave. Like if you shave, you're not going to be out there. Like the like the Red Sox in that World Series where they had a couple of years in a row oh, yeah. where we were just subjected to horrible playoff beers. And which of you two thought that was a personality? And uh, like, <laughs> oh man. But uh, I I, can't, I do I don't miss it at all. But it would be kind of fun to be like, if your hair doesn't touch your shoulders, you can't start for this team. Um, <laughs> like, I want to see that football team. I love all the COVID hair. There are so many dudes yeah. out there who clearly have grown their hair out. They're like, no, nah, man, I kind of like it. And I have very long hair right now, so I, you know, I'm tucked behind a hat all the time. And, and uh, I, I keep seeing all these guys out there. I'm like, I know when you last cut your hair. I know exactly <laughs> when you last cut your hair. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. Uh, I, I want that. I want the all COVID team. I don't want an all COVID team. They came out really wrong. I want all COVID hair team. There you go. Give me, the, uh, give me the all hair. I want nothing but hair that blends into mustaches on every single player. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Johnny Damon. <sighs> Speaking of another guy that went to the Yankees and then just like it, the, the, you know, it's sterile. It's, it's weird, man. But yeah, they're yeah. not doing that. I don't. I don't think it. Not my jam. Not not my thing, but it is kind of fun to think about, like to theory craft uh, the worst players to send to the Yankees, just from a facial hair perspective. We we'll just find all the guys who you don't want to see without beards, and be like, "Well, what this guy look as a Yankee?" <laughs> it's a it's a sort of a dangerous place to find yourself if you are extremely uh, hard up for baseball content during the the long dark uh, COVID winters. You you ask some questions that you don't want the answers to. We've all been there. It's okay. So who yeah. the Rangers have coming up? I was going to say, like, I just don't want to talk about this Padres thing. So we get the Rays, so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Talking yeah. about like some weird looking dudes, uh, the Rays starter in the first game is going to be Dane Dunning, so obviously watch that. Like I'm, I'm definitely going to watch every pitch. But uh, Tyler Glasnow is out there for the Rays. Mm-hmm. He's a dude I've followed for years. He's a big time pitching prospect. You know, he throws really hard, kind of cool. Um, it wasn't until last year that I realized that not only is Tyler Glasnow a strange looking dude, like kind of like a freaky giant Cillian Murphy, he's six eight. Ooh. The guy's this big old. Oh, it's Cillian Murphy crossed with Shrek. Like it's just the the strangest thing, and he's amazing to watch. Like he's an extremely entertaining pitcher, um, and I think I understand why he's as good. Because if I was in the box, I would be very like concerned. Like I would be worried that he was going to hurt me. He throws real hard, and it's not always like you don't always know that he knows what he's doing with it. But he does, which is why he's got an ERA of point seven five. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's been good so far. Ooh, look at th- looking at this here. Uh, trivia that I did not know. Looks like we're going to miss him because he just got placed on the injured list. Chris Archer is on the Rays again. Yep. He's not okay. been interesting yet, but yeah. Yeah, he just uh, did absolutely nothing up there with Pittsburgh, and yeah. uh, Rays brought him back. He's a reliever. There's been a bunch of that. bunch of guys who have, like, They've kind of peaked, or not peaked, but they've they've transitioned to either the second half of their career or it's been established that they aren't good or that they're no longer starters. There's so many guys who I keep thinking it was like, oh, man, um, I had someone with the Tigers. Michael Fulmer was like oh, yeah. a, a fantasy darling a couple of years ago. He was in a bunch of trade talks or like, should the Tigers trade him? Or if we were like, no, that's like a Cy Young contender. Fulmer's like a reliever and like a nobody right now. And it's, it was like really? so weird to me to see like, oh. It's like yeah. Ian Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Ian Kennedy was at least Ian Kennedy caught like a really long time as like a like a mediocre starter. Like David Price is a bad reliever now, and that's like so strange to me because he was he was David Price. Yeah, right. like David Price is. Uh, I mean, he sat it all last year for COVID, right. um, and he's that. he's back now, and he's just like not got it, man. Like he's just sort of an old guy who's not throwing super hard from the left side. Like I, I watched two of his appearances for the Dodgers earlier. I was like, I could hit this. I could not hit this. Disclaimer: <laughs> I would I'd look like an absolute idiot. But like it was just not that. It, it was not oh, there. Bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of old guy, he's going to turn thirty six this year. Yeah, like, and it's not like wow. this is you know like a. He's not ancient. He's just yeah. He's old. He's like regular, normal, standard baseball old. Not a lot of dudes are good at baseball when they're thirty six. It's just kind of how right. it works. Like most of these guys are gone. Most of these guys didn't sign. Like, what was his deal? Oh, it was stupid. It was like just a crazy fifteen or something. Yeah, he was like uh, one of the first no. like big time wombo uh, combo money. Six, six year one eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's just sort of weird. Yeah. It's it's just I very do. odd watching some of these guys who who aren't what you remember them being and you, it really doesn't feel like it was that long ago that these were like starting pitchers everyone was talking about and then you, you you see them here like I saw um Archie Bradley is like a uh, I think he's with the Phillies now it's just like a guy he's just like a random middle reliever and he was one of the stud pitching prospects in baseball he looked like he was going to be the thing as a closer for the Diamondbacks like filthy oh, unhittable yeah. stuff and like he's just like just like a he's a dude He's really? um, he's just a uh, Leclerc who's in the league. By the way, I've, I've watched him pitch. Huh? Yeah, I, I've not I've not looked around baseball a whole lot in the last year and a half. Uh, that's crazy, Archie Bradley. Like, ab- absolutely, he was huge. He was. I mean, he also. I remember watching him in the playoffs and and all that stuff. I mean, that's wild that he's mediocre. 
you know i guess baseball is a really difficult game and it's hard to get at it um so maybe that should make us feel a little bit better about the rangers and that they're they're trying their best and (laughs) sometimes it's, it's hard and you don't succeed at it i don't know uh interesting well you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna hijack this for a second because i uh see the philadelphia phillies on the screen right here is that uh i i heard a really interesting uh trivia question uh, based off of the the no hitter that allegedly happened earlier this weekend uh it was it was uh with nadell and hicks on the radio and there are two catchers who have caught uh four no hitters and i th- I got one of them right. I'm usually not very good at trivia, so I I felt really good about that. Um, do you have any guesses? As, I mean, I already brought up the Phillies. I guess that kind of gives it away. But um, you want to play some trivia? Who are those? Who are those players? Uh, I'm I'm too slagged for this. I blame getting my brain's getting no hit right now. Yeah, I'm not good at this stuff. All right, so it was uh, the the hint that really helped what, me out a lot. Bench was, or something was uh, one of the guys. I don't remember who said, uh, "Oh, I'm going to have to go really far back in history, aren't I?" And the response was, "No, not not really that far at all." So <laughs> it's uh, oh, you have one? No, no, go ahead. Okay, it's Carlos Ruiz. And, Chooch. Uh, yep, and <laughs> uh, he caught he got two uh, Roy Hallidays. He caught a combined no hitter. And he caught uh, Cole Hamels's, the one that was right before he came to Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then uh, makes, the other one, the one that I got was Jason Veritek. Oh, there's a name. There's a yeah. dude to think about, Jason Veritek. That's a real good name. Blast from the past. Also, I just realized I said Jose Leclerc earlier. I meant Alex Claudio of like a, a guy <laughs> who's still in the league. I, I was wondering what you were talking about there. Those are extremely <laughs> nice. different pitchers. Like, it just occurred to me that I said Jose Leclerc. And Alex Claudio is still in, in the majors. He pitches for the Angels, um, which huh. I, love, yeah. I love. I love that shimmy. I, that's not, yeah, I cannot get that out of my head. But uh, Jason Veritek is not a name yeah. uh, I have thought about very much in in a, a while now. I love to remember some dudes. Yeah, I know. It's fun. And it, he caught uh, no-hitters from Hideo Nomo. There's a name. Oh, yeah? Oh, boy. Uh, D- Derek Lowe. That's another name. And then Clay Buckholtz and John Lester. Oh man, what is Clay Buckholtz up to these days? I, don't I mean, know. I assume he's he's got to be out of baseball. Yeah. I'm click on his link on Wikipedia and see what happens. Uh, so that's what I, I did earlier. Him. Is I was looking through Wikipedia and just kind of went down a because uh, I thought that maybe one of Carlos Ruiz's uh, no hitters that he caught. I mean, I, I I didn't think that the timeline la- added up, but I didn't have any other guesses. Was Kevin Millwood? And that was in 03, so that was mm. fun. I learned that he last pitched in the majors in 2012 for the Kevin Mariners. Millwood pitched in 2012? Yes. Was he like 60? Isn't this fun? I mean, I just love like, <laughs> like, like, like clicking on player pages like on Wikipedia or Baseball Reference and just see what happens. So let's Clay Buckles uh, is uh, only 36, by the way. Okay. This is a brief see. we're all going to die. Uh, he last pitched in 2019 for the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah. He pitched in 12 extremely mediocre innings. But I actually remember his 2018 because he had that um, – you know, he obviously was – he looked like he was going to be a you know, perennial all-star kind of guy and then literally could never stay healthy with the Red Sox and just like did not put it together. And then um, he, he appeared in like a half season for Arizona and was extremely good and then I believe got hurt. 
and uh, like that, it, this is it again. It's like, oh my, Clay Buckles has rebuilt himself. Like this is it. This is a guy who's always going to be like he's older, he's healthier now. And then nope, it went away again. Um, so yeah, remembering some guys. I just want, I'm just, I'm just going to click. Like who do, who else is on this uh, this 2008 Red Sox roster? Who's going to be fun to look at here? Oh, I didn't even uh, remind him that Coco Crisp existed. I regret yeah, this. Uh, Josh Beckett, maybe. That was a name that I thought threw a no hitter for the Red Sox. That one wasn't. Josh, uh, Josh Beckett was on that uh, that that Red Sox team. He pitched uh, twenty seven starts of one fifteen ERA plus baseball. Yeah. Daisuke Matsuzaka was on that team. He was good that year. That was the year he was really good. All right. He had a one sixty ERA plus that season. Wow. And that was like the the year because his yeah. his rookie year was uh, 07 and then he was amazing in 08 and people were like the Red Sox figured it out baby and then he was just like kind of hurt and ineffective the rest of his uh, MLB career. Yeah. Did he go back to NPB after he left MLB? I don't know, but yeah, this is fun to find out. Wow. Okay. What's the last season Daisuke Matsuzaka pitch? Oh, didn't he go to the Mets? Right. I'm gonna say 2016. Um, he did play for the Mets, but 2016 is very ambitious. Okay. Uh, 2013. Uh, his last major league appearance was in 2014 with the Mets. He pitched until 2019, though. He did not appear in last year's. That is a 38-year-old. He pitched for Chinichi in uh, in the MPB. Well, he uh, doesn't look like he was very good, but no, he was fine. Good for him. <laughs> Look, remember Daisuke Matsuzaka? New podcast concept. Yep. Daisuke Matsuzaka teammate. You know what? That could be kind of a fun segment. Like, remember this guy? Do you remember some guys? It's like a, it was an old Deadspin thing, and it's uh, it's followed over like to Defector. Like David Roth is the the writer, loves to remember some guys, and you just uh, like think of a um, like multi position um, uh, bench guys, and just like dudes who play like seven or eight years who are pretty good, but like never made. Like Mitch Moreland is going to be so much a remember some guys in like fifteen years, where it's like, oh man, I remember Mitch Moreland. That was a guy. <laughs> like, yeah. well, a guy that just came to mind for me thinking about Mitch Moreland is, you remember John Olerud? Oh, yeah. Well, what he a was dude. Good. He was very dude. good. Oh, he was great. But, like, yeah. John Olerud, the guy with the plate in his head, man. Like, I remember that, that was like, it meant so much to me as a kid. It's like, that guy's got a plate in his head. I didn't know what that meant. I had no clue what that meant. Like, why that was the thing. So I was like, <laughs> it meant John he had to wear Olerud a special guy. batting helmet. That's yeah, what I was like, he has a special helmet. And, like, I had no clue what that meant. But, like, I remember John, John Olerud, like, so clearly. Um, I, I love Jerry Harrison guys. Jr. That's a, Ooh. Just came to me. That's a good one. That's, that's, a, that's gonna be a dude. All There's right, a lot Mike, of good dudes. Mike, you got to do one. Just to remember, a dude. remember, remember a dude for us. Remember Kevin Elster. Oh man, Ke- Kevin Elster is a a, a problematic childhood uh, memory. <laughs> there were some there were some disputes about the uh, the Rangers infielders and whether or not we should like them in my uh, household when I was a small child. And I I feel pretty confident that Kevin Elster is at the center of this debate. So, uh, he was fun. Shout out Kevin Elster. He was I don't fun. Know what he's up to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to pull up his. Oh, he's got to be 60, 50 he something. Is, by he's now. 56 years old. Yeah. Um, his last appearance in the majors yep. was for the Los Angeles Dodgers in the year 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah. He hung on for a while. Yeah. yeah he played that full season pretty much, 80 he, games. 259 plate appearances. He got yeah, on base at a 341 clip. Yeah. A OPS 104 plus. OPS plus. Yeah, that, there you go. That's going out with, uh, on a positive. In fact, that was his best OPS plus season <laughs> since his career. 
other wow. than that, uh, five games in 1987 with the yep. Mets. Yep. So he went out on top. <laughs> he cashed out there at 104. <laughs> it's amazing to me that Kevin Elster is like such a Ranger in my head when he only played two seasons for the Rangers. But like yeah. he played obviously the, the two first playoff seasons it was 96, 98, with apparently a, a, an extremely forgettable year in Pittsburgh in between those. So shout out to the Pittsburgh Pirates circa 1997. They've had lots of players with unforgettable years. It is it is a, a tragically forgettable franchise most of the time. Although Jason Kendall was on on those oh, uh, those one. Pirates, that's another real good remember some dude. I could yeah. do this all night. I could just sit on Baseball Reference and just idly click around like '90s, 2000 baseball teams forever. Esteban oh, Loaiza was on this team. Oh, yes, boy. that's a good one, Esteban Loaiza. Oh man, you know there's some good. You, guys like Esteban Loaiza who pitched for 400 teams are amazing because it's really fun to play that this guy was teammates with X and Y right and like an Esteban Loaiza starting in 95 with Pittsburgh and ending in 2008 with the White Sox after 14 years and 32 teams is like that's you know he played with some fun dudes in there obviously he had a couple of Texas seasons he had some he was with the Yankees for a year yeah I don't seem to recall that Good for him. That's great. So, yeah, um, new podcast concept. We just read baseball reference to you and make you think about <laughs> 2003. <laughs> we know it's what you want, so you're going to get it. Oh, man. But, yeah. yeah this, um, this is really fun. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's honestly, especially with the Rangers being kind of, kind of uninteresting to watch, um, you got to find some other stuff in baseball. And sometimes for me, it's just like I'll thumb around the box scores and be like, oh, hey, that guy's still playing. Or, man, Madison Bumgarner's bad now, and that's fun. Um, just like whatever. It's a, it's, it's a brave new world. Become a Padres fan. Do it. They can't no. hurt you. They can't hurt you more than they already have. <laughs> We're not done with them for the season. Oh. So, yes, they can hurt us more than they already have. They can. Uh, I'm sorry, but the most remember some dudes, dude of all time. I just clicked on the main page of Baseball Reference, expecting to close this tab. They always have like a top ten guys of just like dudes to oh, look yeah. at. Mm-hmm. So like we've yeah. got uh, Bob Nepper, who played for the Astros at some point a billion years ago. Um, yep. Like I don't reckon a bunch of these guys are old players. Lou Bierbauer, Ooh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon is on here, but Rusty Greer is on the front page of Baseball Reference today. Nice, right next That's to Billy Butler click. too. Those are both. Great. Oh, that is Billy Butler. Oh, man. Billy Butler is a guy. Young Billy Butler I don't recognize. I only know, like, old man Beery Butler. Um, Not old man. He was, like, he was an old dude at 25. But, uh, like, rookie year Billy Butler is extremely weird to look at. Bob Nepper. Just 15 years. Good good for Bob. That's how every page ends. You just kind of scroll down. Huh. Good for them. Huh. They made X dollars. Oh, huh. Oh, look. God. Career 25 wins above replacement. Hey, good for you. Huh. It's it's wild looking at, at how short Rusty's career ended up actually being with all the you know, the injury issues that he ran into. Yeah. Man, I, I loved that dude as a kid. Anyway, that's the Rangers. Uh, they were good in 1996. So check it out. The 1998 <laughs> Texas Rangers. Check them out. <laughs> But uh, stop when they make the playoffs. They won the series that year, but it was really boring. Like, don't worry about it. Just don't watch those games. It's not fun. Yeah. Just get out of there. Get out while the getting out is good. Uh, speaking of getting outs, 
They don't even Tyler Glass now. Make it fast. Make it snappy. Let's figure it out. Win the game. Let's all go home. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's the best I, I, I got, hope, man. Hopefully that works. Yeah, we'll see. We'll. See. I mean, it could not work, right? Right. I mean, all of the players are listening to this as we speak, live stream. They're all very interested. Of course. So. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's fair play, though, right? Yep. 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 Well, All right. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Good night. Good night. Good night.